is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. shadows come Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home When Jesus is my portion my constant friend is he for his eye is on that sparrow and I know he watches me his eye is on the sparrow And I know he watches me. your heart be troubled His tender word I hear And resting on His goodness I lose all of my doubts and all my fears Though by the path he leadeth, but once—it is always tempting to add your bits to an argument to fan the flames, isn't it? Perhaps we have all been there, wanting to add a voice to the matter. But there is a side to all of this that we often forget. The boomerang effect. Idle chatter will ultimately come back to us and land us in trouble or catapult us into embarrassing situations 
that we shall bitterly regret. So today, the question is, when you are about to join in the chatter, will you choose to keep your mouth shut? If you keep your mouth shut, you will stay out of trouble. God bless you. Listener, raise yourself as we bring to you a continuation of the discussion. Love, we're saying that you don't boast of anything because whatever you have belongs to God or comes from the Lord. So, what do you have to boast anyway? You don't have anything. Naked we came and naked shall we go, right? So, we have nothing to boast of. And then, when you have these two traits, it means that automatically you become proud. When you are proud, uh, it means that you are heading toward destruction. This is the very sin that brought the devil down to this earth, right? He was envious of the position of God and his son, Jesus Christ. And he, he wanted to be like, like them. And he wanted to take the throne of God, right? So that is what um, enviness can, you know, can bring about. He was so proud, thinking that he, he, he is qualified than any other person to take that position. And when you get to this level, you, are, you have become a devil incarnate. And it is very serious um, situation for everyone to find himself or herself. In fact, even as we discuss here, I also pray, being a pastor, that everyone will pray that this uh, trait will really not be part of him or her. Even if we have some trait, we should pray hard that God will have mercy upon us. And I think we have done justice to the three groups. Love is not rude. That is the second aspect, the B. Okay. Perhaps we will get that is the next aspect. We are discussing love chapter in the Bible. And that is the first Corinthians chapter 13. The question is, can we exhibit, practicalize all these great love virtues espoused in the word of God? Counselor, let's zoom to the next right. part of our discussion. Right. So, um, we have uh, talked about it. In some other version, they will say love is not puffed up and what have you. But they all come or boils down to the same uh, discussion. Puffing up means being proud and boosting and what have you. So, conceited. Right. Okay. Now, the B aspect of the second uh, phase of Paul's argument, which talks about the negative aspect of love, is rude and self-seeking. Rude and self-seeking. Love is not rude. Okay? It is not self-seeking. Right? This pair of love that we are talking about here, uh, or love is not rude and um, self-seeking, Paul writes that we should, under no no circumstance, should we, you know, um, see these traits 
in every Christian. Right? He uses a verb which means to act disgracefully. Okay? If you want to explain what rude here means, it means to act disgracefully or dishonorably. Right? It also means to violate the accepted standards of behavior in such a way that you make others feel uncomfortable. Right? That is um, uh, being um, rude to others. Now, if you look at this uh, explanation or definition, um, Paul is speaking here about common courtesy. It is common courtesy. In fact, a Christian must be courteous. That is the implication here. Okay? Um, this is love in relationship to society. Right? Love in relation to people that we, we cross path with. Okay? Because we are social beings, okay, who live in community, as such, we have certain social custom and expectation. Right? And the society demands that we behave in certain way which is acceptable right when you 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 go contrary in psychology we say it's a deviant behavior right you have deviated from the norm you have deviated from the acceptable way of you know um, behaving that is what we call rudeness and paul says that love is not rude when you do that it means that you cannot coexist with people because you make people feel uncomfortable all the time but a christian wherever you find yourself people must feel comfortable because you will not show rudeness you show uh, uh, some kind of courteous and uh, um, um, good ethics so that people will feel very comfortable seeing you wherever you find yourself right and um it cares enough about people Okay, that is seeks to respect. That is the, the, the aspect of it, of the rudeness. You give respect, okay, no matter what. You also live a modest life, okay. Someone can, uh, appearance alone, can push people off. So when we talk of rudeness, it cuts across. Even your appearance, everything can put people off. Is now, that what we say intimidating attitude or someone can even look intimidating? Sure. Okay. Sure. How? It's it's natural, right? It's natural. Like I have said, society expects that we behave in a certain manner. We dress in a certain manner. We speak in a certain lines, right? If you um, do contrary to what society expects, we are saying that you have deviated from the norm. And when you deviate, you put people off. You create a lot of perception in people's mind. And you, you know, you make people feel uncomfortable about you or with your presence. And that is exactly how it happens. Okay. So it's very important. We don't behave in an offensive way. You don't speak with offensive language and disrespect others. Okay. Respect must be the first thing. But now, of the person who is simple looking, who does not talk much, but still can create a lot of enmity. Enmity? Yes. That is why it is not one characteristic here. Okay. It describes a lot. The person can be simple like you, 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 you said, but that person might be self-seeking. Okay. So it is, uh, it is attached to it. Okay. And that is exactly what we're looking at here. Right? 
And when we say that someone is self-seeking, it's really a simple phrase, which means that you are selfish. Selfish. In fact, selfishness is one of the greatest, you know, a challenge in our society. Because I, of I deserve to sacrifice. <laughs> and to what extent can I sacrifice you see, for the other? Every Christian must be prepared to sacrifice. If you are not ready to sacrifice, it means that you are not ready to be a Christian. Let's come to a relationship where there are lots of uh, two extremities. Your ideals, my ideals are not really harmonizing, but we seem to love ourselves. Who is to sacrifice? Let me, I gave this story on Sunday at a wedding sermon delivery. Perhaps let me use it to explain this very well. That would be grateful. There was uh, this couple, very, you know, poor in life. They had nothing even to, to, to survive was a serious problem. Hand to mouth. Right? <laughs> and it, they, they loved themselves so much that uh, one day, the woman came to the man. The woman had a very long hair. So beautiful and pretty. So the woman came to the man asking that, please, I need a comb. Can you please buy me a comb to keep this hair so nicely so that it will be appealing? The man didn't have a pessoa to give to the woman to buy the comb. And it hurt him so much that he just left the scene. When he went out, he just walked straight to a, a watch repeller and, and told the watch repeller he had a watch which um, um, is broken. In fact, before the man left, he told the wife that, in fact, I have nothing. Even my watch, look at it. It is broken and I'm, I don't have a dime to repair it. After this scene, he went out to the watch repeller and asked the watch repair to, to, to buy this watch so he can you know, use the money for some other things. And by his, the grace of God, it was bought. This man had money from that sales and then went to buy the comb just to go and give to the wife to keep the hair because that is what he, she, she wanted. Unfortunately for this man, when he got home, the woman's hair was down. He's, she's also gone to cut down the hair because the husband could not afford to buy her comb to comb the long hair. When the man confronted her, why do you do this? The woman said, I'm sorry, but you know, because you love watch so much and your watch is broken, you could not get money to do that. I went and sold my hair so that I can get some money for you to also go and repair your watch. In fact, they fell on each other's arm, beginning crying. They were crying all the way. In fact, the man was not crying because the hair was cut or because it was sold. The woman was not crying because the watch was sold. No, he was crying because, she, I mean, how on earth can my husband just think about me so much that because of my hair, he will go and sell the watch? How can my wife think about me so much that because of my watch, she will just go and cut off the hair, sell to give me money to go and repair my watch. You just listened to a discussion on the topic love. A continuation will be brought to you later.
For any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana P.O. Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana We will expect your feedback Is the moment of truth. Watching for you and Hello, my wonderful listener. You are welcome once again to Moment of Truth, the Discover segment. A moment in which we discover very important biblical truths that we apply for our lives. We have been looking at a very important subject. Does my life really matter to God? It is an important question that we need to answer. We started by saying God created a perfect world in six days. He created man in a special way. But then evil came to our world. Our perfect world was mad with sin. The devil deceived our first parents, Adam and Eve, and sin came into our world. We identified who this devil was who he said was a murderer from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of it. And then we went ahead to ask our question whether God created a devil. And we said no. He created a perfect angel, Lucifer, one of heaven's leading angels. But Lucifer sinned. 
and was expelled from heaven, and from then he became humanity's deadliest enemy. But the question comes again. Why did Lucifer, this perfect angel, sin? The perfection that we read about him in Ezekiel does not indicate that such an angel should even sin because he was blameless in his ways. Why did he sin? Take your Bible and quickly open to the book of Isaiah chapter 14 as we discover this important truth. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14. Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14. Isaiah is somewhere in the middle of the Bible amongst the prophetic books in the Old Testament. So Isaiah chapter 14 verses 12 through 14. The text begins with a very important question. How you have fallen from heaven, O morning star, son of the dawn, or son of the sun. Versions will say, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? The word Lucifer means morning star. And that is why this version, the NIV, the New International Version uses, O morning star, son of the dawn, or son of the morning. It is a great exclamation. And then he continues, You have been cast down to the earth. And then it continues, You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will make myself like the Most High. These are the words of Lucifer. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will make myself like the Most High. I will be like the Most High. So that was how it all started. The person we are talking about, the garden cherub, the blameless person, who was a perfect angel in heaven, standing next to God's throne, started to get proud. Started using I, I, I statements. I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will make myself like the Most High. The being who became the devil was originally called Lucifer, meaning the morning star or the day star or the shining one. It all means the same. In this angel's heart, vanity and ambition began to take the place of devotion. He was no longer devoted to God. The seed of pride grew into an obsession to take God's place. Lucifer must have worked hard to persuade other heavenly beings. It is easy to imagine Satan arguing that God was holding something back from them and that the divine law was too restrictive and that God was an uncaring sovereign. He slandered the one whose character defines what love is. That was what he did. He went about telling other angels who were loyal to God, that God is not allowing them to be themselves. God is too restrictive. God is withholding something from them. God is uncaring. God is not loving. He slandered God. God, who is a God of love, as we learned in previous discussions, is being slandered here. Lucifer went about like a politician, telling them that, look, this our God that we are worshipping is not like that. 
he's like this, he's like that, he's like that. And probably a number of them believed him. When we read Ezekiel 28, where he was describing, said that your heart became proud. In fact, Lucifer did these things as a result of pride. So he threw you to the earth. So Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 17 said, Your heart became proud, so I threw you to the earth. So it was pride that changed the chief of angels into the devil or Satan. He was the chief of angels, yes, but pride turned him to become Satan. In order to preserve the peace and harmony of heaven, he and one third of Heaven's angels, who joined him in rebellion, had to be expelled. And that was what we read the other day in Revelation chapter 12. From verse 7 to 9, there was war in heaven as a result of that. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought back. But he was not strong enough. He was not stronger than God, and the dragon and his angels fought back but not strong enough, and they lost their place in heaven. The great dragon was held down. That ancient serpent called the devil or Satan, who leads the whole world astray. He was held to the earth and his angels with him. And that is why today we have a world of sin. We have a perfect angel who sinned and who is now down on earth with us. We will continue to answer another very important question. That will help us in our lives. But until then, you have been listening to Pastor Josiah Ando, AWR Ghana. God bless you. Thank you very much for staying with us once again. You can reach us on plus two three three two zero eight seven zero four five three two or plus two three three zero three zero seven zero five one zero five eight or email us at radio at vvu dot edu dot gh or through the postal address, Adventist World Radio Ghana, P.O. Box AF595, Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hands be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now.